This is a Quizable Cast, episode 32K, Ask 2, round 11 between Space Time and Uncivil Brats. Don't worry about that. Alright, so. Uh, this is round 11, ACF. Uh, all the answers in this packet will relate somehow to something you'd find in a typical ACF packet. For example, toss up on Kevin Smith would fit because he shares the last name with Wealth of Nations author Adam Smith. <laughs> Like, the answers will somehow be related to academic things, like you'd find in an academic packet. Uh, Tons of one. Their most recently released, recorded at Wembley Stadium, contained City of Delusion, which was only available when that album was pre-ordered through iTunes, while Unintended was available on all copies of that CD-DVD combo, Harp. Their platinum debut album spawned tracks like Sunburn and Uno, and albums titled Showbiz. Their ACF-inspired songs include a song with a video shot with a thermal camera, Stockholm Syndrome, and one that states, You Set My Soul Alight, and also talks about glaciers melting in the dead of night. Vocalist Matthew Bellamy sings that the ship is taking me far away in this band's most successful U.S. single from the album Black Holes and Revelations. For 10 points in this British band who have produced Supermassive Black Hole and Starlight who share their name with the classification of the mythological Urania and Thalia. Uh, No. Sorry. (laughs) I call it news. Singular. Tells it to. The Wishbone episode, uh, based on this story, sees Joe taking over as coach of Emily's T-ball team. Barbie had starred in a CG version of this story, wherein Erica slaves to a dressmaster, Madame Carp. An updated adaptation of the film base uh, of this film, released last year, sees uh, stars Dylan Sprouse as a normal school kid and Kay Panabaker as Elizabeth. Trouble arises in the 1937 film adaptation of this movie when Captain, when the captain of the guard fails to distinguish between Billy or Bobby Mouch's characters. A movie that. Prince and the Hopper? Yeah. Bonus. Uh, it's time for a token bonus on some legitimately worthwhile nonfiction books for 10 points each. In this book, Jeffrey Tubin puts forth the argument that the Supreme Court was dominated by the will of Sandra Day O'Connor. It shares its name with a cancelled ABC drama about survivors of a bank robbery starring Kim Raver and Chai McBride. Answer. Nine. Yeah. Uh, this book by Michael Pollan explores the background and implications of four different types of meals. Its title refers to the problems facing the typical human habit of eating both plants and animals. Uh, Jonathan Harr's 2005 book, The Lost Painting, dealt with the finding out what happened to this artist's missing taking of the Christ. He also painted the card sharps in the calling of St. Matthew. Right. Right, yeah, there you go. This is good trash. <laughs> uh, it does it three. Uh, big name bands to release versions of this song include Iron Maiden, who did it as did so as a B-side for From Here to Eternity. At one point in the song, a woman's wiggling is compared to a glowworm and her dancing to a spinning top. George Harrison sang vocals on a Beatles cover of this song, which appeared on With the Beatles and was a live staple of their shows. When this song was played on WNCN in the middle of Mozart's Requiem, listeners were driven to petition the FCC to prevent the station's switch to a rock format. ELO's cover of this song was a top ten hit, which expanded it to eight minutes by adding sections from one of the title figure's compositions. The singer commands the title figure to tell Tchaikovsky the news and that he also... Uh, you have no light. Okay, roll over me too. Yeah. <laughs> can I, is there another buzzer that works? I can switch to uh, the other computer. Yeah. Uh, let's throw a bone to NAQT in this packet and answer some questions about cereals that have a noted bees ingredient in them for 10 points each. You probably keep hearing that this post, cereal is trying to feed America. Snobs can buy varieties containing vanilla clusters and real bananas. Uh, a bunch of 
Yeah, uh, this TV character's namesake cereal was subtitled as Taste of Honey. Besides the title character, Callisto and Gabriel also appeared on boxes of, for this cereal. Answer. Xena, A Taste of Honey. Uh, taking over the reins from characters like Cliffy the Clown and the Smackin' Brothers, this frog with a blue baseball cap is the mascot for Honey Smacks. Yes. Answer. Digum Frog. Uh, ten points. Remember they didn't get anything on the cereal question. I guess. It's, 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 I guess like, oh. Tons of four. A town with this name is home to the American Association baseball team, Salt Do the Salt Dogs, while a Pennsylvania university with this name is home to the Lions. One of the roles played by Brendan Fraser and Bedazzled was a man with this surname, and Brian attempts to take over the, Brain attempts to take over the world by pre uh, pretending that he is the reincarnation of a man with this surname before he's foiled by a man who has heard that figure's real Tony Danza-like voice. A man with this surname is actually Benedict Arnold in disguise in Some New Adventures by Scott McCloud, and on an episode of South Park, a statue of him is reincarnated and must be killed by another reincarnated statue. <laughs> On the Sufjan Stevens track, Decatur, that same man is contrasted with a great debater. For 10 points, name this president who shares a surname with the maker of town cars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's play a little ACF double game from the world of 19th century United States politics for 10 points each. The first is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member who is sometimes known as the Lion of Blues and released albums like Two Steps from the Blues. The second is a NASCAR driver who fatally crashes helicopter at Talladega after winning the Daytona 500 in 1992. Answer. Landon Allison. Uh, the first is a 2006 NBA Finals MVP who teamed up with Shaq to win that series for the Heat. The second is the name of a cup uh, competed for by international tennis teams, the analog of the Women's Fed Cup. Yeah. Uh, the first was a television character played by Earl Hindman who typically gave out advice to his neighbor with uh, something blocking his face. The second was a general manager for the Red Sox from 1984 to 1993, who was responsible for bringing Dave Henderson to the 1986 World Series losing team. Yeah, uh, five. Uh, this man, who has a spiritual game plan on his website, posited that the Bible's perfection proves the existence of God because it was written by so many different authors. He described his most important job while at San Diego State as being uh, to retrieve burgers and tacos from Jack in the Box for John Madden. After spending 1978 as an offensive coordinator for the Bucks, he'd move on to serve as offensive coordinator under Don Coryell for the Chargers. His team was blanked 17 to nothing in an MFC championship game after pulling a 27 to 13 victory over the Bears on the road in the 1987 season. In his most recent coaching stint, he added Jerry Gray as a secondary coach and Al Saunders as offensive coordinator in 2006. He was succeeded as. Yeah. Uh, name some of these films containing depictions of Napoleon for 10 points each. Terry Camilleri played Napoleon in this film, who is brought to the future by Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves to do stuff like eat ice cream and go bowling. Yeah. Uh, the title figures in this 1981 Terry Gillian movie meet a very height conscious Napoleon played by Ian Holm. It also features Agamemnon and Robin Hood. This actor starred as Napoleon in 1970's Waterloo. This Oscar winner also twice played Benito Mussolini in The Last Four Days and Lion in the Desert. Rod, uh, Rob Steger, 20 
His official profile reveals that he is not very fond of the nickname Jinsu Master, but is a big fan of Sun Tzu's On the Art of War. Like his teacher, he receives training from the chocolate-loving Ancient One after injuring that teacher in a sparring match due to his pent-up anger. In a climactic battle, he is stabbed by his assumed ally, Karai, while in a recent film, he goes to Central America to reflect and is almost killed by the Night Watcher. He temporarily leaves the rest of his group and take me to your leader, an episode where Krang and his companion... Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, we're still going on in the armory. But sorry, I almost never have that on the ring. Depending on which measurements you use, the volume was either five two or five seven. Uh, so, your bonus. It features a best of three fin uh, final and powerhouses like Ryder and Brown. For 10 points each, name this newly created postseason college basketball tournament for teams not good enough to make it to the NIT. Answer? Um, the Ryder Cup. It's the CBI, or College Basketball Invitational. The inaugural CBI was won by this school, who are celebrating awfully hard in a photo on the CBI website for being a third-tier champion. Ben Uzo's 17 points were instrumental in the team's win over Butler. Answer. This is Tulsa, the Gazelle Group, which, run, which runs the CBI, also runs this more legitimate early season tournament, currently sponsored by a video game company. Uh, Chris Douglas Roberts uh, led Memphis to a win over UConn at last year's outing. EA Invitational. 2K Sports College Hoop Classic benefiting Damn. coaches versus cancer. Uh, Tuzzle 7. Late in his career, he served as a backup on the Royals to Dean Palmer, while his relationship with Nationals president Stan Kasten uh, made him an early prospect to replace Frank Robinson as that team's coach. In 1996, he was traded by the Marlins back to his former team in a deal for Roosevelt Brown, although by the 1997 season, he was playing for the Reds. He would have a hit go ahead, uh, he would have hit a go-ahead run in Game 7 of a World Series game if his dome hex hadn't led to Lonnie Smith losing the ball in the lights and not easily advancing home. Although his team lost that World Series of the Twins, his 11 for 30 stats in that series helped cement his place as 1991's Comeback Player of the Year. For 10 points, identify this 1991 uh, NL MVP. Yeah. Uh, identify the following relating to some songs with literary references for 10 points each. This Rush song talks about today's version of this classic character from American literature who is a modern day warrior and who gets high on you. This metal band featuring Bruce Dickinson and Steve Harris recorded a 14-minute long version of The Rime of the Ancient Mariner for their 1984 album, Power Slave. Answer? Iron Maiden. Uh, and this final song from Highway 61 Revisited, Ezra Pound and T.S. Eliot are fighting in the captain's tower while Calypso singers laugh at them and fishermen hold flowers. Answer? It's Desolation Row, 10 points. Toss up, 8. Paul Allen's ridiculously large yacht is named for one of these creatures, and it also names the most recent album from British indie band The Bees. A female villain named for uh, this creature attempted to resurrect her male counterpart with the help of The Hand, once worked for Master Programmer, and was originally named Carolyn Trainer. Samuel L. Jackson is playing this character, the enemy of Denny Colt, in an upcoming Frank Miller film based on a Will I Octopus? Yeah.
Uh, it concludes with a seemingly dead bugs asking, "What did you expect? A happy ending?" While earlier it parodied various Wagner works like the Rhyme of uh, or the Ring of Nibelung and the Flying Dutchman. For Temple and Teach, she named the seminal Looney Tunes film considered one of the best cartoons of all time. Yeah. Earlier, Bugs and Elmer Fudd starred in a performance of this Rossini opera where Bug sh Bugs shaves Elmer, tosses a salad in his head, and cuts off his trousers with his scissors. This episode's title derives from that uh, from the opera's title. The from Yeah. The Rabbit of Seville ends with Elmer being dropped in onto a wedding cape cake with this appropriately titled opera printed on it. Enter. Uh, no. Marriage of Figaro, 20. Uh, 2009. The sale of a stolen artifact to Lucien Boussard provides a valuable tip in apprehending men like Gus Waldron in this novel. Its author followed up on this work with The Sanctuary, and one locale visited in this novel is Fonsalis. In an early scene in this book, a Met opening of a Treasures of the Vatican exhibit is crashed by four men on horses firing Uzis into the crowd, with one of the, those horsemen uttering the phrase, Veritas vos liber, uh, liberabit. The chief antagonist in this novel strives to expose the falsehoods of Christianity because a priest told his wife not to have an abortion, a character named to William Vance, who must deal with the FBI agent Sean Riley and archaeologist Tess Chaikin. For 10 points, I don't know this Da Vinci Code ripoff by Raymond Corey, whose title refers to the final member of an order whose grandmaster, Jack de Molly, was burned at the stake on orders of King Philip the Fair. The last template. Yep. Okay. Bonus. Uh, Stephen Colbert honored the time period preceding this holiday by having people call 1-888-OOPS-JEW in order to repent for all the wrongs they did him during the year. For 10 points each, identify this Jewish holiday of atonement. Sandy Kopak notably did not pitch Game 1 of the 1965 World Series because it fell on Yom Kippur, paving the way for this Dodgers pitcher to lose a game to Mudcat Grant. Yeah. On season five of The Apprentice, Lee ducked out of the competition to attend Yom Kippur services, so he ended up missing a challenge to create a jingle to promote chicken sandwiches at this fast food joint. Their current advertising campaign features a rescue brigade who save people from ordinary fast food. Arby's, 20 bucks. Tells a pen. Uh, it titles a very short-lived ABC drama of the late 90s about six friends, among them Marissa Coughlin, attempting to stay together after college. A poison song with this name appears on Hollyweird and mentions how I will ride through the night from this hell I will survive. On Charmed, the demonic one of these is where demons go when they die in t uh, to form in orbs eaten by a snake monster. When pluralized, it identifies a book where Oi and Jake Chambers are introduced and a riddle contest occurs between Blaine, the Mono, and Roland, the third book in the Dark Tower series. A famous speech by FCC Chairman Newton and Minno. Yeah. Uh, she binded me with science songs. Answer some questions about some songs involving science for ten points each. Uh, this two-disc anthology album by the Beastie Boys takes its name from a song on Paul's Boutique that samples Beatles songs like When I'm 64 and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Answer. The Sounds of Science. Yeah. Disappointingly, this band has recorded no Slash songs pairing Deals and Alder or Fisher and his projector, but they have released albums like I Brought You My Bullets, uh, You Brought Me Your Love, and The Black Parade. Oh. My Chemical Romance. This cover song by uh, They Might Be Giants talks about an entity that is gi a gigantic nuclear furnace where hydrogen is built into helium. Or the sun is a massive incandescent. Yeah. Okay.
Uh, 20 points. 200 to 40. Tells of 11. When she wasn't playing the Wicked Witch of the West, Margaret Hamilton starred in commercials in the 1970s for this product, saying it's been around as long as I have. It's not Bush's Baked Beans, but Hale and his dog Duke advertised it in the 80s, while in the 90s it was for full of beans people. An 1892 blend was introduced in 1992 to celebrate Joel Cheek. Uh, this Joel Cheek created beverages 100th anniversary, while its parent company, General Foods, introduced a decaffeinated counterpart to it called Sanka in 1947. Its name derives from a hotel that housed... <laughs> Uh, name some of these historical real-time strategy games based on some of their historically accurate components for 10 points each. Mike learned all about Richard the Lionheart's crusade against Saladin in the first sequel in this Ensemble Studios game, plus all about the battle of the Koreans fought for Texas in a Conqueror's expansion. The first game gave, uh, or saw a Rise of Rome expansion. One of the main features of this GSC Game World game, subtitled European Wars, was the gigantic armies that approached the numbers of units in a real battle. Mighty Denmark was added in its Art of War expansion. Answer. This is Cossacks. Following the Shogun and Medieval games, this RTS by Creative Assembly contains factions such as the Rebels, the Seleucids, and the Parthians. Twenty points. On Family Ties, Alex trains Mallory for this activity, but then gets a stage fright and performs poorly. On Step by Step, Cody and Dana's history class successfully engages in this activity, which the cast of Head of the Class went to Russia to do. A David Nichols novel about this activity was made into a film starring James McAvoy and features Babber Gaskion in his real-life role. On Saved by the Bells... Apparently, Art Garfunkel has read pretty much the summation of the third parts of literature bonuses at every ASF Nationals ever. So, honor his knowledge of Charles Major's When Knighthood Was in Flower by showing your knowledge of his work for 10 points each. Just like how Mike Cerise was furious that Bob Kilner beat him to a buzz on Avery Enterprises when Cerise totally spent hours studying that company's website, Paul Simon was pissed off that he let Art Garfunkel sing this huge hit, the title track of the duo's first collaborative album, which mentions that I Will Lay Me Down. In his solo career, Garfunkel found success with this song that appeared on Watership Down soundtrack. It shares its name with a band who first gained attention when uh, their lifted or the story is in the soil. Keep your ear to the uh, with their lifted or the story is in the soil. Keep your ear to the ground album. Answer. No. Bright Eyes. Garfunkel recorded a cover of this song for As Good As It Gets soundtrack. It mentions how when you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble, give a whistle, and do the title action. Oh, uh, always look the right side. Yeah, always look the right side. Twenty points. See, Charles was supposed to write a funnier meta joke for there, but he left the country. <laughs> thirteen. Uh, a guest at a dinner party held by Cheryl David on Curb Your Enthusiasm comments to Larry that he likes the art after looking at this painting hanging in Larry's living room. All you suddenly Susan fans probably remember that Sus uh, probably remember Susan dressing up as the central figure in this painting for a Halloween party, but having no one recognize her costume. The central figure's face can be seen on the reverse of Italy's ten cent euro coin, and that face is also the logo of Adobe Illustrator's software, a novel that shares its. Yeah. It, that, this was like two versions ago. Okay, 
Uh, this highly regarded Nickelodeon show contains characters like Soka and Katara, who, along with the main character, attempt to resist the Fire Nation. For 10 points each, name this anime-inspired uh, show whose title draws from Hindu mythology. No, no, here it is. Oh, let's take it. Avatar, Last Yeah. Uh, this is the main character of Avatar, the titular Last Airbender. He has a blue arrow pointing down on his forehead, and because of spending a century in suspended animation, is 112 years old. This current Firemaster was ordered to kill Sun Zuku for trying to usurp power from his older brother, Iro, but the child was spared, and he eventually came to power after the death of his father, Azuan. Fire Lord Ozai, 20 points. No, it couldn't have. Taza, 14. Uh, one play of this name resulted in Keith Lincoln getting his ribs broke by Mike Stratton during the 1964 AFL Championship game. In American soccer, it is typically attached to a play by Paul Caligiori, which clinched the United States' appearance in the 1990 World Cup uh, against Trinidad and Tobago. Another play with this name identifies a double eagle hit by Gene Serzin to secure a playoff in the 1935 Masters, while Sports Illustrated identified a play by this name that immediately followed a 75-foot pass to Grant Hill to put Duke past Kentucky in the 1992 East Regional Championship game. The most famous play of this name is generally included with the miracle of Coogan's Bluff and saw Ralph Branca get homered on by Bobby Thompson to shot for Branca Bros. Yeah. Identify some of these Disney characters and films that draw inspiration from academic sources for 10 points each. I hear this trident holding father of Ariel and the Little Mermaid shares his name with someone in the Greek myth. This character, one of Disney's spookiest monsters, appears in uh, Night on Bald Mountain section of Fantasia and doesn't like church bells too much. Answer? Chernabog. Uh, the title of this 1949 Disney film comes from the characters in its two literary adaptations, The Wind in the Willows and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ten points. Tulsa, 15. Uh, one of this man's collections shares its name with an excellent album by Adequate 7, containing tracks like The Shape of Funk to Come and Gotta Stay Focused. Olver's 1998 album shares its name with another of his collections, and one of his poems was parodied in Bad Religion's God Song, which contains lyrics wondering if a certain someone trod America's pastures of green. Bob Dylan collaborated with Allen Ginsberg to create a dream and nurse's song based on this man's poetry, and the English cricket team's anthem comes from the hymn Jerusalem, which... Blake. Yeah. Blake for Jerusalem. Uh, Don Brazewich created this game while at Carleton College in 1971, and Bill Bigelow criticized it for emphasizing only male roles for 10 points each. I didn't buy this game where players can choose to be a carpenter from Ohio to journey on the titular path. The creators of the Oregon Trail also produced this game, whose plot involved your character having a dream that the Inca were suffering from malaria. Naturally, you travel along the titular path to save them. The learning company, who now own the rights to the Oregon Trail and the Amazon Trail, also produced this more modern take on traveling across the United States. The best strategy was to not let your truck driver sleep or eat in order to save money on extra expenses. <laughs> How about Desert Bus? Road Adventure Road USA. Uh, How did you get by? You managed to get by. What's up? He didn't need to sleep or eat. Yeah. He's a robot. Uh, toss up. Always. 
Two answers required. The first identifies the surname of Darren, a Manchester United player and vice captain of Scotland's national team, while a second term named Josh, an actor who played Wayne in Snow Day and Ronnie in Drillbit Taylor. The second also identifies an imperial measurement that constitutes eight quarts and a quarter of a bushel, while the first gives the surname of a Harry Potter character who performs a cauldron trade while part of the Order of the Phoenix, a character commonly known as Dung. The first term also identifies the last name of Jessica. Fletcher and Peck? Yeah. Uh, what is that IRL? Bonus. Answer some questions about these films involving conspiracy theories for 10 points each. This Oliver Stone film was largely based on the books Crossfire and On the Trail of the Assassins and stars Kevin Costner as Jim Garrison, a New Orleans detective who meets with people like Willie O'Keefe and X. The original version of this 2005 documentary by Dylan Avery asserted that United 93 was shot down and that it was a missile that struck the Pentagon. This 1978 Peter Hyams film starred O.J. Simpson as one of the three astronauts on the namesake mission. It tried to show how easy it would be to fake a landing on Mars, just like how easy it was for NASA to fake the moon landing. Capricorn 1. 30. Oh, boy. Tell them 17. Flora Robson played this character in the 1940 film The Seahawk, appearing with characters like Lord Wolfingham and Captain Jeffrey Thorpe. He, uh, her early white life was chronicled in a film starring Gene Simmons called Young Means, and Betty Davis played this character in a film about her private life where this character is forced to condemn Earl Flynn's character to death. More at least recently, she was played by Catherine Lacey in The Fighting Prince of Donegal, and in one film she proclaims that Viola de Lesseps is not a man, a film that also stars Joseph Fiennes, whose house is cursed by a Puritan on the street. Kate Blanchett gave an Oscar-nominated performance for playing her in a film subtitled Her Golden Age. Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, Monty Python has at least heard of the names of several things firmly within the ACF canon for 10 points each. Harry Baggard, who enjoys strangling animals and masturbation, is one of the finalists in the All-England er, All competition to summarize this seven-volume work, though he only gets as far as page one of, the, of Swan's Way. Uh, Proust or Time. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Premise and Mrs. Conclusion seek out this author to discover whether his roads to freedom is an allegory of man's search for commitment or an indictment of his need to avoid action. Uh, Harry Houdini must escape being chained up in a sack while playing the solo part of this work composed for Nikolai Rubinstein. Answer. Piano Concerto Number One by Tchaikovsky. Uh, <laughs> Great don't remember that. <laughs> uh, that was 18. Uh, collecting 88 pearls in this game unlocks a marble minigame, while one of the boss fights pits you against a worm-like creature outside of the lighthouse. In a trailer for a recently announced sequel, a magazine advertising the ultimate screwdriver rests on a pig's head while the protagonist... Uh, yeah. Uh, I hear the Celtics might take their name from ACF-style material, so let's answer some questions about them for 10 points each. This current Celt uh, Celtics captain, sometimes known as The Truth, was fined for allegedly making a gang sign to uh, Danny Ainge in a first-round playoff game. He was unanimously named the MVP of this year's finals. Can you answer this? Uh, do you guys want this? Sure. Okay. Uh, so your new bonus. Its episodes include Join or Die and Don't Tread on Me, and Laura Linney stars as the title figure's wife. For 10 points each, name this historical HBO series starring Paul Giamatti. David Morse plays this historical figure in the miniseries. Ian Patrick Williams also played him on the That's Fucking Historical episode of Mind of Mencia, while Terry Lehman played him in The Patriots. 
Answer. Yeah, Danny uh, Huston, who played Samuel Adams in the miniseries, also played this actor in 2006, Fade to Black. That film chronicled the making of this actor's 1949 film, Black Magic, and other roles include him unsuccessfully advertising frozen peas. Sam Neill. Answer. Sam Orson Welles. It's also 20 there. Tells him 19. According to an interview with the World Cafe, the most recent Weaker Than's album, Reunion Tour, was originally going to be based on the works of this artist. Tom Watts released a 1975 album with tracks like Eggs and Sausage that explicitly referenced this man's most famous painting. That same painting by this artist, uh, titled a 1981 Sylvester Stallone movie, where he was a New York City detective co-starring with Billy D. Williams. A popular parody poster of one of his works is titled Boulevard of Broken Dreams and depicts Elvis, James Dean, and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Uh, answer some questions about the Broadway musical La Miserable for 10 points no, each. Right. So the current Celtics captain, sometimes known as the truth, was allegedly making gang sign at Danny Inge, uh, and the MVP of this year's finals. Yeah, in the 1995 season, the Celtics made the playoffs in part thanks to this Croat power forward who had earlier led Jugo Plastica to two European Cup championships. Answer. No. Uh, Dino Rada. The Celtics were guided by this coach to lead championships in 1984 and 1986. Earlier, the San Francisco alum was part of the Celtics team that won eight titles from 1959 to 1966. Russell. Casey Jones. Oh. Uh, 10 You could have connected that by relating Paul Pierce to Charles Sanders. <laughs> uh, that was not that clever. Toss up 20. Uh, comic relief in this film is provided by frequent repeating of the phrase it do, as well as by Hank Warden's character, the parson who essentially reprises his role from The Searchers. The village created for this film near Brackettville was subsequently used as a setting for hundreds of other westerns, such as 2000's Jericho. One character in this film gives a famous speech about liking the sound of the word republic, and co-stars in this film include Frankie Avalon as Smitty. Uh, Chill Wills played place an ad in Variety, lobbying for an Academy Award, which may have resulted in a backlash against this film at the 1961 Oscars. John Ford notoriously was sent to shoot unused second use footage, uh, second unit footage for this film after he showed up on the set and attempted to take over from his director whose only other film was 1968's The Green Berets, also starring Lawrence Harvey as William Travis for 10 points. Remember this film directed by and starring John Wayne as Davy Crockett. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're back to Les Mis. Uh, answer some questions about the Broadway musical Les Mis for 10 points each. Played by Judy Kuhn during the first Broadway production, this character was working for the uh, Thener Deers until Jean Valjean paid off her debts and took her away to a convent in Paris. Answer. Cosette. Uh, this song from Act 1 about the way the Thernandiers run their inn proclaims that the rest of the innkeepers in town are crooks. The title figure is ready with a handshake and an open palm. Yeah, Marius sings this song from Act 3 that proclaims there's a grief that can't be spoken and that now my friends are dead and gone. Empty chairs at empty tables. That is the end of the match. Ten points for the bonus. Final score, space time 90, Uncivil Brats 430.